Gennaro Rewind, hosted by Matt Namofsky. Hello, NRL fans. Welcome back to the NRL Rewind podcast. I'm your host, Matt Namofsky, and welcome to the Round 1 Finals Review. Didn't get to do a preview this week, but uh, it was a fantastic set of games. I've got Nomis with me, mate. Nom, how are you? Yeah, good, mate. Yourself? Look, as a Parramatta fan, uh, the 01 Grand Final, you and me, you're obviously the Newcastle fan out of us. Happy to get the win there. It was, uh, it was a bit touch and go. Every time Twyla kept crashing over, I was I was swearing in the lounge room, but in the end, uh, got, got the win there. Yeah, look, it was, um, look, as a Knights fan, we uh, I had no doubts that we were you know, pretenders this season. All I want to see out of it was a fight, and I think that's what we we got, which um, I'm pretty happy to come away with. At least, you know, um, you know, good signs for next season, at least. Hundred percent. We'll get into that game, but let's start with the first game. Not it was built up as the the match of the round. I even did, you know, in a couple of conversations, say game of the season potential. Uh, but Craig Bellamy really showed that he, you know, if there's a player, if there's one coach to take out a player in a system, it's Craig Bellamy taking out Tom Trevojevic. Melbourne forty defeating the Manly Sea Eagles 12. And like I said, Nom, this was an out-and-out thrashing by the Storm. What did you see here, mate? Yeah, you know, it was hyped up to be the game of the season. But yeah, just just a bit of a fizzle, I guess. Storm, Melbourne Storm doing Melbourne Storm things, really. Um, yep, they, Tom, uh, Tommy Turbo, he had pretty much three players marking him the whole game. And really, he, he, he couldn't really get involved. And I think, admittedly, Manly were trying to, I guess cut out Tom themselves to um, yeah try to open up their own opportunities. Yeah, it was really interesting. From from a Melbourne side, besides Julie Pappenhausen, no one really had it. Like, Jerome Hughes, Munster, uh, Grant had okay, like, had good games, but no one really had, like, that that breakout game. Pappy just finished some beautiful movements and tries, but there was obviously Brandon Smith got knocked uh, knocked out pretty early. No Josh Adokar here. There's still lots of improvement here in this Melbourne side, and they still put on 40 against the fourth-place team. It's... Uh, it's ominous signs for the rest of the finals uh, competitors here. Yeah, look, if Melbourne aren't like a dollar and ten to take out this premiership after that performance, um, you know, I think still, I think the only probably contender would probably be Penrith. Um, you know, it's interesting now that I guess we'll get to the Penrith game later on, but it's interesting that they'll meet in the semifinals now. Yeah, if there's one thing to take away from this round, the the whole aspect and you know layout of the finals has drastically changed now because um mm. there is now a weak side of the draw and you couldn't really say that and it's hard to say a weak side but you know both yeah. sides had to run through Penrith and Melbourne and now all of a sudden that's not the case and as you said we'll get to it but yeah pretty pretty fascinating <laughs> stuff from from a manly side they've obviously uh, got a bit of a touch up here they're going to be back next week um against the team that we'll be talking about next what what did you see from this performance here that they need a change did you think you know, is it the forwards you need to aim up a bit more? Is it the backs, someone like a Morgan Harper who had a pretty wretched game here? Or is it a Daly Cherry Vincent here and four and they really step up here? Yeah, it was it was really disappointing. Look, we haven't really seen Manly's attack this clunky since, you know, before Turbo. You know, I think yeah, this Manly season is summed up as being post-Turbo or before Turbo. And the, for, I guess for their last up, I guess part of the reason why Turbo couldn't get in the game is that their attack was just a bit, it looked off all game. And I don't think, you know, they're, they're much. Look, I think, um, you know, next game when they have it against the Roosters, I don't think the Roosters will have the same smothering opportunities as the 
as um, the storm. So I think, you know, the Eagles will be able to get into gear and actually come up with their attacking players. Because, you know, if you look at this attacking side to only be held to 12 points, which was, you know, both tries were fairly fluky. Um, it's quite remarkable. Yeah, I kind of want to, I'll, I'll bring this up in a later podcast, but I kind of want to just run through it with you now because um, I kind of threw jokingly in the group chat over the weekend, uh, Turbo over Hayne in the sarcastic um, writing because, you know, a lot of I mean, people... Hayne over Turbo. Well, yeah, Hayne over Turbo, sorry, because, yeah. like, a lot of people have been saying Turbo's, you know, this is far and away blown out that Hayne season, but my first point is make the grand final, let's talk about it. Because obviously Hain dragged that side, but the the, the, competi- the competition that you got to think of this last, and we'll go from round thirteen when they had the buy, and I just want to kind of show you the competition because yes, Turbo's put on some, he's going to win the Dalian by I think a record margin. Uh, Manly's attack has been outstanding, but I just want to read you the team since the buy that they've versed and kind of put it in perspective of, you know, who who he's been tearing up. So they obviously had the bout, the buy in round thirteen, then they went Cowboys, Titans, Bulldogs. They lost to the Raiders when he wasn't playing. Then they beat the Dragons, the Tigers, the Sharks. They got touched up by Melbourne in that in that fantastic game up there at Suncorp. Then Parramatta, Raiders, Bulldogs, Cowboys. There's not one top eight team there. Like obviously they, they lost to Melbourne and they beat Parramatta when Parramatta was spiraling. But other than that, there's not one top eight team. Oh, I guess the Titans, who you know, we kind of knew weren't top eight teams, but. As you can see, they didn't verse a top, you know, five team for that whole latter part of the season. So, you know, that's where I kind of want to, I wanted to see him verse Melbourne and really put it on here. That hasn't happened. He's got a chance against the B-string Roosters team, as we call them now, um, next week. And we'll see what happens. But let's move on to that next game, because I'm sure in a couple of previews of next week's review, we'll talk more about Turbo and what happens with Manly. Let's go into the first game on Saturday. And it was absolute, this was one I wasn't prepared to watch any of it. And ended up being probably one of the more entertaining games of the round. Roosters 25, defeating the Gold Coast Titans 24. And the only way to sum this up is, I guess, two points. One, uh, the 18-year-old Sam Walker does it again, uh, coming on the field, very fresh kicking the field goal, but then Patrick Herbert somehow blowing it. Um, if you're Patrick Herbert, Nom, you know, a short ball to the $1.3 million man for feeder, a long ball to Corey Thompson, one of the best finishers in the game, and you take option C, run the ball, and throw a ball over the sideline. What, what? I guess overall aspect of this game, and then how, how do you feel? Uh, Patrick Herbert's looking at, at the moment. Oh look, uh, I'm sure he doesn't need any more criticism than he's already copped, because yeah, you just look back. He had two options, and he took the worst possible one, which was you know going for going selfishly i guess you know himself and trying the miracle pass i think you know is there something up with these titan centers which seem to you know really just blow these match-winning opportunities you know you've had um brian kelly uh, a few games you know early in the season when he um yeah he, he just didn't pass either um it's it's been a bit of the story of the Titans season really that they've been in it for a lot of games and you know their, their attack gets them back in there but just you know, when it matters, they can't seal it. And that's the difference between them and the Roosters, clearly. Yeah, and, you know, a lot of people will obviously point to Patrick Herbert like I did, but the way that Bo Furmore also bombed the try on that line break, he could have mm-hmm. easily given the ball to Phil Sabian and gone over in the corner, in my opinion. So they bombed it on two separate occasions there. But 
again, it just shows that resiliency of the Roosters to get across and even, you know, contest that. Let's get on to their side, Don, because I think that's where, you know, I'm just staggered because, you know, Chris threw it out in our group chat, you know, does the Titans win or cover the line? I said, absolutely, they can. You know, this is a Rooster side yeah. that doesn't deserve to be there right now. And they lost Takiyahu, I think, on his first or second run, uh, one of their premier forwards. You know, J-Moz has still looked to me undercooked. Uh, obviously, he's going to retire at the end of the season, but he looks like, you know, against a Morgan Harper next week, potentially, he could be in some real trouble. It's They're just doing it all over the park. Lachlan Lamb, Hutchison as the half. Obviously, they did not expect that to be like that at the start of the season. But they keep getting it done. And, you know, I think what we're seeing in this final series is coaching's on a really comp. We saw it in the Rabbits game with Wayne Bennett, the Melbourne game with uh, Craig Bellamy. And I think we saw it here with Roberts. So I think they had every right to lose that game, but they just held firm. And, you know, the fact they're going to make week two of the finals again after, you know, last season, they went to like three straight grand finals, uh, the pressure of the world, and they finally got beat by the Raiders this year. All the injuries, they just, you know, and it was essentially a home game for the Titans. You know, it's in Queensland. Um, and they were able to get the win. It's very, very impressive. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Wouldn't uh, Matt Ikevali be bringing a sigh of relief after oh. he um, yeah, dropped that and he yeah, had to charge uh, Jared Wallace stream through for that try? Yeah, that was probably the, the one moment of the weekend where besides uh, the last try and the last game we'll talk about, but I like actually like jumped out of my seat and was like, what's he? That's the one thing you can't do is put the ball down on your line as you're carting it out. And not only did he put it down, he put it straight into Jared Wallace's bread basket. Yeah. So um, look for the Titans, just closing on them. Obviously we'll do a, we'll do a wrap up of their season coming up soon, but you know, a good season overall. If you did tell a Titans fan at the start of the year, they're going to make, uh, seventh place or eighth place and you know really take it to the roosters you obviously would have taken that um their next step now is obviously next year figure out the halves is ash taylor part of your plans find yourself a hooker and i think you're gonna be rolling so we'll get on to them more in a later podcast let's get on to probably the game of the round um and probably the biggest upset in terms of a finals that i can remember probably in you know four or five years rabbit 16 defeating the penrith panthers 10 and we alluded, we alluded to it earlier all of a sudden now Panthers are now slotting into the Melbourne side of the draw. And now either the Rabbits, Manly, or the Roosters will be going to the grand final. And if you said that to me even a week ago, I would have said no chance at all. And it, the way that this has opened up now, let's talk about this Wayne Bennett masterclass because, you know, I heard a couple of, you know, the Fox Sports guys talking about it. You know, there was so much, you know, jerking off going on about the Rabbits attack and rightly so, you know, Cody Walker, Adam Reynolds and the boys out wide, but I thought Tom Burgess and Tavita Totola stood up immensely. And that forward pack for the Rabbits, who I thought the start of the season was a weakness for them, has turned into probably one of the best forward packs in the comp. What do you see here, mate? Yeah, who would have thought, you know, this this forward pack actually stood up to, to Panthers, you know, essentially full strength, you know. Obviously, um, uh, they were missing... Um, sorry, I had a mind blank. Uh, the other forward who... Leota, I think Leota got got um yeah got pulled from the game, but um yeah the the rabbits that they were really into this one you know they've got touched off by the Panthers twice this season no one gave them a hope they had no right to to win this game really without Latrell they got you know Taff or Taffy um you know fairly rookie fullback and Nathan Cleary was just putting up those monster bombs uh all game and aside from the first one he did a, a fantastic job really defusing those yeah i thought you know the defensive effort to keep this panthers team to a 10 point game and it hasn't really been spoken about but 
the the drop off of Jerome Luai this year uh, from the start of the season to the end of the season. If you kind of split his seasons in half, you obviously owned him in Supercoach and reaped the rewards of his fast start of the season. But he has really, really dropped off with these last thirteen. You know, if you just split the season in half, these last thirteen weeks, you know, in this game in particular, yeah. he he was found out a couple of times. Obviously, had that very late crucial knock on. To me, it kind of shows you uh, we're now relying on Nathan Cleary, who still looks to me a little bit rusty. He's definitely not, you know, he's not shying away from the from the contact on that shoulder, but you know, you can definitely tell he's, you know, his kicking game is still on point. He's the best kicker in the comp, and I think until he retires, he'll be the best kicker in the comp. It's more about, you know, not being able to rely on, you know, because even a Matt Burton, who you know can be that third playmaker on the on the team, has been pretty. He was a bit, he was a bit found out this game. There was, there was a lot of uh, Panther players here that you know, obviously they made the charge to the grand final last year, and they looked a bit out of place on that big stage. To me, I kind of saw a little bit of that this game. You know, I saw Isaiah Yo, really, who has been composed in the middle for the last two years, looked a little bit rattled. You know, there was a, you know, I would have thought they were going to use Pangai Jr. a little bit differently and, you know, use him as 15 minute wrecking balls here and there. That didn't happen. It was a very strange game. You know, they switched Crichton and Staines at fullback a couple of times to try and get it going. But yeah, to me, I, you know, I heard Paul Kent today on Triple M saying the Panthers are done. I'm not going to go that far. You know, if they're still versing, Melbourne, they're a shot in that game. But to me, all of a sudden, you this is a golden chance to, one, get the week off, rest your players, and avoid Melbourne to the last game. All of a sudden now, the Rabbits are going to be, you know, if who, if they verse Manly or the Roosters in a, in a prelim, I think they're going to be the favourites, and rightly so. Yeah, look, saying that the Panthers are done, that's, I mean, I want to listen to Paul Kent. Um, <laughs> What, what I think, I mean, if anything, if I were the Panthers, I wouldn't want to reverse the Melbourne Storm again in a grand final. I think the semis, you know, the Melbourne Storm, um, they seem to drop off in, in semis the past few years. And I think, you know, a semifinal may be a, a good um, game for them to actually catch the Melbourne Storm. You know, albeit, you know, that's after a full week of rest. But, you know, this, this Panthers side, they're young. They don't really need that rest. You know, you saw them, they pretty much played up pretty much up until round 25 or the last round, the last two seasons, they, they don't really need the rest. You know, a lot of their players have already had rest. For them, it's more about, I guess, clicking into gear. I think that's the reason why Ivan didn't rest their players. And, you know, if they can get a big win next week and that will give them momentum against the Melbourne Storm, I think um, it, it's probably not a, not a bad thing, um, you know, losing and bursting the Melbourne Storm a game earlier. Yeah, 100%. And I, I think, yeah, we're going to see, obviously, both of them play one more game at least. Panthers moving into the win uh, against uh, Parramatta now. And we'll talk about that game in a second. But the Rabbits obviously moving on to a prelim final for, it's going to be like the, f- the fourth time in a row now. Like, I feel I feel like they're, yeah, well, at least yeah. three of the last four, it's been an incredible run here for the Rabbits. And, you know, Wayne Bennett's mm-hmm. last season, Adam Reynolds' last season, they've got a real chance here. Uh, to go on with it, but let's get on to the last game of the round. It was obviously our our matchup, the 0-1 grand final rematch. Eels 28 defeating the Knights 20. Seesaw of a game. Um, you know, no, neither team neither team really had a you know 20 minute stranglehold in this game, and it kind of flipped every now and again. Um, let's get to the end before we you know kind of delve into the game. Were you happy with the obviously as a Newcastle fan take off the the blue and red glasses penalty try had had to be right. Well, yes, that was a penalty try, but I think uh, yeah, got the uh, clear uh, on. 
That was a kick, mate. He made contact. What do you call that? That hit the ground first. It's a drop kick, mate. It's like a field goal. He just missed the field goal and it trickled down 10 meters. But in all seriousness, it was oh. it was a pretty heads up play the way he did it. You know, obviously you can argue it was a kick or not, but you know, Ponga was wrong footed by the kick. Uh Penasini, who oh. to me, the crime of a of the Parramatta season is he didn't get the run from round one. And we, you know, kind of yeah. played Opacek yeah. for as long as we did because he just he looks like a young Michael Jennings to me. Every time I see him, I'm just yeah. like, holy shit, that's like the young Michael Jennings that we kind of saw at the Panthers. Um, so really good that he played well. But I thought this game, you know, for all that it was, I thought Mitch Moses won this game for Parramatta. And it was the first time in a big game where I said, the first player that came out of my, to my mind was Mitch Moses. You know, that that try he did to go up before halftime, the, the second try, you know, 40 metres out, off the right foot, beat uh, one of the second rowers, went to Kalen Ponga, stood him up, fended Braley under the sticks, I thought. To me, you know, and a pretty up and down season for Mitch. This was definitely a game that we needed from him. Yeah, those are uh, those tries leading up to the, uh, I guess, the halftime. That that was crucial. And yeah, like you said, Mitchell Moses. I mean, both halves really. Um, the running game was definitely on. You could see it. You know, early in the game, they took a heap of runs, and yeah, Mitch Moses. He, um, I guess, you know, everyone knows that he's got blinding speed, and when he runs the ball, that's when he probably is the most um, dangerous. But, geez, uh, you know, this side of the draw, I mean, coming out of this, I want to, I guess the reason why I'm not too disappointed that the Knights lost is that, one, I, look, I, I didn't see them as um, contenders in the first place. But, two, you know, you got you got to essentially win three grand finals, the winner of, of this game. You got to reverse Penrith, Penrith up next. If you beat Penrith, you face the Storm in the semis. And then if you beat those two, and, you know, you've got half your troops not all battered and injured, then you face, you know, more than likely the Bunnies or maybe the Seagulls in the grand final. It, it is just, this must be the most difficult draw by far. Yeah. Parham might be, you know, 50, 50 to 1 to, to actually take it out from here. 100%. I think every Parramatta fan, you know, I'm, I'm one of the bigger ones, but to me, like, one of the guys said, aren't you excited? I'm like, look, yeah, I'm excited, but we're now going to lose by 40 to, to Penrith next week. And obviously we played Penrith, pretty well two games this season. Um, but yeah, you know, especially uh, Panthers now knowing that they're in sudden death footy, um, it's going to be pretty telling to see how, what type of team they pull up, you know, because Parramatta, that was, you know, some interesting selection choices, public E on the bench, no Ryan Madison at all in the 19, in the 18. Um, you know, it's going to be very interesting. But quickly before we do um, move on to next week's games, just a, oh, just from from a Newcastle perspective, are we have we now kind of turned the corner now to say Kalen Ponga cannot be your best player on a team to win a premiership, or do you think it's you know once you round out the team all because to me, you know there's been a couple of iterations of this Newcastle team now with Ponga as the best player, and we're not even close to a top four right now. What what's your views on Ponga? You know do do we need a superstar to pair with him, or can he be the superstar to carry a team assembled around him? Uh, look, I think he can be the, the superstar. You know, I think the halves, I think, you know, we had Mitchell Pierce out for a lot of the season and Jack Clifford. I think, you know, if we can really build our spine, the combinations in the off-season, I think that there's a potential there. I know in the off-season we're going to, I guess, you know, flick off Kurt Mann from the centres. So we're going to bring in Dane Gaga. I think that should surely shore up, you know, that right side edge D as well. 
Um, and, you know, we, I think I've got no qualms now forward pack. You know, you got Fidi Brothers, you got Frizzell, Barnett. I think we've got a great forward pack behind that. So I think, you know, Kellen Ponga can be that X factor, though. I love your, your optimism for the Knights. I love it so much. But we'll move <laughs> we'll move on to uh, next week really quickly. Obviously, we're down to there's five games left now. Five games left in the 2021 season. It's been a it's been a long ride to get here. Obviously, 26 rounds, um, but we're here now. The two games next week. Just give me a quick winner. So the first game on the fr- on the Friday night, Manly Roosters. Who do you got in that one? Eagles. Yeah, Manly. Okay. And in the second game, Panthers over Parramatta. 100%. Not a doubt. Look, I think uh, the Manly game should be an interesting one because, again, if there's another coach to take out Turbo out of our game plan, it is going to be Trent Robinson. Um Sesco, you know, that that open battle now mm-hmm. of Turbo's the best player in the game, it's a chance for Turbo Teddy to now go one-on-one That'll with him. That'll be a great matchup. That's going to be very good. And again, Parramatta, even though, you know, the odds are we're going to be belted here, if there is one team I kind of wanted to face and get them out of the way, it is the Panthers because... We don't know either way. Either way, we're going to match up and, you know, catch them on an off day or, you know, we're going to, we're going to be found out that, you know, we're just not in the top bracket. So it's going to be two fantastic games and obviously Rabbits and Storm got the week off. So Nom, been a pleasure, mate. Like, like I said, we've got five games left, so we'll have you on the podcast uh, up until the grand final. Then, um, you know, we'll have a well-earned off season and, you know, get right into the 2022 preseason and Supercoach. Thanks for coming on, mate. Love it. Always a pleasure, mate. No worries. And thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great day. Hear from you soon. Cheers.